chapter thirty of unicorns this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. unicorns by james hunnaker chapter thirty prayers for the living from the editorial page of the new york sun december thirty one nineteen sixteen it is a holy and wholesome thought to pray for the dead that they may be loosed from their sins and it is as holy a prayer that begs from the god of chance his pity for the living ay it is those who are about to live not to die that we should salute life is the eternal slayer death is but the final punctuation of the vital paragraph life is also the betrayer a cosmical conspiracy of deception encircles us we call it maya and flatter our finite sense of humour that we are no longer entrapped by the shining appearance of things when we say aloud stay thou art so subtle that we know you for what you are the profoundest instinct of life is cruel delight in pretending to be what it is not we are now all of us who think that we think newly born fausts with eyes unbandaged of the supreme blinders time and space nature clothes the skeleton in a motley suit of flesh but our super sharpened ears overhear the rattling of the bones we are become so wise that love itself is no longer a sentiment only a sensation religion is first cousin to voluptuousness and if we are so minded we may jig to the tune of the stars up the dazzling staircase and sneer at the cloud gates of the infinite inane naught succeeds like negation and we swear that in the house of the undertaker it is impolite to speak of shrouds we are nothing if not determinists and we believe that the devil deserves the hindmost we live in order to forget life for our delicate machinery of apperception there is no longer right or wrong vice and virtue are the acid and alkali of existence and as too much acid deranges the stomach so vice corrodes the soul and thus we are virtuous by compulsion yet we know that evil serves its purpose in the vast chemistry of being and if banished the consequences might not be for universal good other evils would follow in the train of a too comprehensive mitigation and our end a stale swamp of vain virtues resist not evil which may mean the reverse of what it seems to preach the master modern immoralist has said embrace evil that we may be over and done with it toys are our ideals glory goodness wealth health happiness all toys except health health of the body of the soul and the first shall be last the human soul in health but there is no spiritual health the mystic dr taller has said 
god does not reside in a vigorous body sinister nevertheless equitable the dolorous certitude that the most radiant of existences ends in the defeat of disease and death that happiness is relative a word empty of meaning in the light of experience and non-existent as an absolute that the only divine oasis in our feverish activities is sleep sleep the prelude to the profound and eternal silence why then this gabble about soul states and the peace that passeth all understanding simply because the red corpuscles that rule our destinies are when dynamic mighty breeders of hope if the powers and principalities of darkness prevail our guardian angels the phagocytes are dominated by the leucocytes gods and devils or moosed and ahriman and other phantasms of the sky may all be put on a microscopic slide and their struggles noted and the evil ones are ever victors in the diabolical game no need to insist on it in the heart of mankind there is a tiny shrine with its burning taper the idol itself the propitiatory light is for subliminal foes alas in vain we succumb and in our weakness we sink into the grave if only we were sure of the river styx afterward we should pay the fairy tax with joy better hades than the poppy of oblivion ready to be anything in the ecstasy of being ever as sir thomas brown sagely remarks the pious and worthy dr jeremy taylor who built cathedral-like structures of english prose to the greater glory of god and for the edification of ambitious rhetoricians has dwelt upon the efficacy of prayer in a singularly luminous passage holy prayer procures the ministry and services of angels it rescinds the decrees of god it cures sickness and obtains pardon it arrests the sun in its course and stays the wheels of the chariot of the moon it rules over all god's creatures and opens and shuts the storehouses of rain it unlocks the cabinet of the womb and quenches the violence of fire it stops the mouths of lions and reconciles our sufferance and weak faculties with the violence of torment and sharpness of persecution it pleases god and supplies all our needs but prayer that can do this much for us can do nothing at all without holiness for god heareth not sinners but if any man be a worshipper of god and doth his will him he heareth it should not be forgotten that taylor perhaps the greatest english prose master save john milton was a stickler for good works as well as faith he was considered almost heterodox because of his violence of speech when the subject of deathbed repentance became a topic of discussion indeed his bishop remonstrated with him because of his stiff-necked opinions to joust through life as at a pleasure tournament and when the dews of death dampened the forehead to call on god in your extremity seemed to this eloquent divine 
an act of slinking cowardice far better face the evil one in a defiant spirit than knock for admittance at the back door of paradise and try to sneak by the winged policeman into a vulgar bliss unwon unhoped for undeserved therefore the rather startling statement god heareth not sinners read in the light of bishop taylor's fervent conception of man's duty hath its justification but this atmosphere of proverbial commonplaces and inspissated gloom should not be long maintained when the coursers of the sun are plunging southward in the new year when the huntsman is up at oyster bay and they are already past their first sleep in persia what a bold and adventurous piece of nature is man yet how he stares at life as a frowning entertainment why must we act our antipodes when all africa and her prodigies are in us ergo let us be cheerful god is with the world let us pray that during the ensuing year no rest shall colour our soul into a dingy red let us pray for the living that they may be loosed from their politics and see life steadily and whole let us pray that we may not take it on ourselves to feel holier than our neighbours let us pray that we be not cursed with the itching desire to reform our fellows for the way of the reformer is hard and he always gets what he deserves the contempt of his fellow-men he is usually a hypocrite let us pray that we are not struck by religious zeal religious people are not always good people good people are not envious jealous penurious censorious or busybodies are too much bound up in the prospect of the mote in their brother's eye and unmindful of the beam in their own furthermore good people do not unveil with uncharitable joy the faults of women have faith have hope and remember that charity is as great as chastity let us pray for the misguided folk who forgetful of mother church her wisdom her consolations flock to the tents of lewd itinerant mumbo-jumbo howlers that blaspheme the sacred name as they epileptically leap shouting glory kingdom come and please settle at the captain's office though they run on all fours and bark as hyenas they shall not enter the city of the saints being money changers in the temple and tripe sellers of souls better tophet and its burning pitch than a wilderness of such apes of god some men and women of culture and social position endorse these sorry buffoons the apology for their paradoxical conduct being any port in a storm any degrading circus so it be followed by a mock salvation but salvation for whom what deity cares for such foaming at the mouth such fustian conversion is silent and comes from within and not to the din of brass bands and screaming hallelujahs it takes all sorts of gods to make the cosmos but why return to the antics and fetishes of our primate ancestors the cave-dwellers this squirming and panting and brief reform true religion on the contrary it is a throwback to bestiality to the vilest instincts a soul that has to be saved by such means is a soul not worth the saving to the discard with it 
we are flaming in purgatorial fires it may be refashioned for future reincarnation on some other planet abusive drink is to be deplored but prohibition is more enslaving than alcohol paganism in its most exotic forms is preferable to this prize-ring christianity one may be zealous without wallowing in debasing superstition again let us pray for these imbeciles and for the charlatans who are blinding them neither arts and sciences nor politics and philosophies will save the soul the azure root lies beyond the gates of ivory and the gates of horn let us pray for our sisters the suffragettes who are still suffering from the injustice of man now some million of years let us pray that they be given the ballot to prove to them its utter futility as a cure-all with it they shall be neither happier nor different once a woman always a martyr let them not be deceived by elusive phrases if they had not been oppressed they would to-day be free alas free from their sex free from the burden of family free like men to carry on the rude labours of this ruder earth to what purpose to become second-rate men when nature has endowed them with qualities that men vainly emulate vainly seek to evoke their spirit in the arts and literature ages past woman should have attained that impossible goal oppression or no in fact adversity has made man what he is and woman too pray that she may not be tempted by the mirage into the desert there to perish of thirst for the promised land nearly a century ago georges Saint was preaching the equality of the sexes and rightly enough what has come of it the vote political office professions business opportunities yes all these things but not universal happiness woman's sphere stale phrase is any one she hankers after but let her not deceive herself her future will strangely resemble her past william dean house was not wrong when he wrote woman has only her choice in self-sacrifice and sometimes not even the choosing why why are eclipses why are some men prohibitionists why do hens cluck after laying eggs let us pray for warring women that their politically ambitious leaders may no longer dupe them with fallacious promises surely a pathetic fallacy but then females rush in where fools fear to tread and lastly beloved sisters and brothers let us heartily pray that our imperial democracy or is it a democratic empire our plutocratic republic or should we say republican plutocracy may be kept from war avoid the drums and tramplings of three conquests but by the eternal jehovah god of battles if we are forced to fight then let us fight like patriotic americans and not gently coo like pacifists and other sultry south winds a billion for preparedness but not a penny for pork say we and by the same token let us pray that those thundering humbugs and parasites who call themselves labour leaders the blind leading the blind forever vanish because of their contumacious acts and egregious bamboozling of their victims because of their false promises of an earthly paradise and a golden age they deserve the harshest condemnation like certain oriental discourses our little morality which began in the mosque has rambled not far from the tavern nevertheless let us pray for the living as well as the dead Aramus. End of chapter thirty. End 
of unicorns by james hunnaker